Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody. This is future Tom and Emma. Uh, we've, just record, <laughs> we've just recorded the episode that you've, um, you're about to listen to. We have. Um, it was a hoot. But uh, we've got, got a little announcement for you before you listen to it. And we, we thought we'd, we'd stick this here. Just so that it's before the episode and didn't didn't detract from uh, the episode that you're about to listen to. Yeah. Um But some some bad news for you if you're a fan of Honor Roll, I'm afraid. Um, yeah. So we have been struggling recently uh, as things are opening up in the current climate mm-hmm. of the world. Um, in the D. It's becoming increasingly difficult for us to record this podcast not well not record it but the, More the viewing the of the of the content the prep for each episode yeah um so unfortunately at this point in time we have come to a decision that once this series finishes um we we will not continue it um no. for the time being at least yeah. anyway who um, knows what will happen in the future this is by um, no means the last thing that um that we will work together on creatively or separately. Oh, oh God, no. Um, uh, we're still friends, so it's fine. No, um, yeah, Tom just, thinks we are. <laughs> what? Oh, God. Don't say that. Um, but yeah, so just, just to let you know. that Yeah, we didn't want next week to be like, goodbye forever. <laughs> yeah, see you later, bitches. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, it's just, it's a struggle. Things are, things are coming back. It, Life's happening. You know, we have to do like nine hours plus prep a week and... When when you're in a pandemic and there's nothing on, that's really yeah. easy. But once when you there's a pandemic, you, out, you crave nine hours of something to yeah. do. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, um, it's um, it's a lot. So, but so if you've if you've enjoyed this little podcast that we do over the last almost year now, mm-hmm. where this is what episode forty that you're yeah. about to listen to, um, then you know, drop us a message. Let us know what you've enjoyed. Um, we'll shout out at the end of the show how you can do that. Or it's in the show notes. Um, so yeah, but honorallpod at gmail dot com. If you want to drop us a little yeah. message, Send let us, us know what you've enjoyed. Let us know your favourite moments. Um, sorry that you had to find out this way, um, but now <laughs> at least no easy way to do it. But now at least you've got a lovely, however long this episode turns out being. I'm guessing over an hour of yeah. fun filled content of us talking about such films as My Little Pony and Infinity War. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, anything could happen in the next hour um, with that lineup. Anything Jesus and everything Christ. did happen. Um, yeah, it really so, did. Um, yeah. yeah, enjoy. Now you have the lovely dulcet tones of um, Forest to sing you into our theme tune. So yeah, take it away, that. Forest. <laughs> Welcome back to On a Roll, where we take an unhealthy obsession in an actor's filmography. My name is Tom, and joining me as ever is... It's Emma. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. This gets How weirder every time. Like, the way I introduce myself gets weirder every time. <laughs> I just feel like I'm still not that comfortable saying my name. I'm just not. Why not? It's just weird. Like Say my name, say my name. <laughs> saying your own name out loud feels like... Typing Google into Google. It's just not right. Um, does it? I just don't like it. How of, how often do you type Google into Google? Sometimes, in error, I'll type it into the search bar, forgetting that Google is my default search right. engine. And then I feel silly. That that sounds like a you issue. Oh, it's Can't all a me I've issue. Ever had that issue. It's all a me um, issue. I just think, you know, in life, you quite often have to say your name. 
Like if someone said, oh, hi, what's your name again? You'd say Emma. Yeah. I wouldn't say Emma. I'd say Tom. Or when you meet you, other Emmas Emma. and it's like, oh, yeah. God. Oh, good name. Yeah. Do you ever say that to people when you meet people with the same name? Oh, every and time like, because it's like <laughs> you're both thinking it. So someone's got to say it. Like I was on a work call the other day um, and a woman called Emma joined the call and I was like, oh, hi, Emma. And she went, oh, hi, Emma. There's two of us. And I was like, I'm so glad you said it. And I didn't have to, because if she didn't say it, I would have said it. Why is that a thing, though? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know, like, there's a finite number of names. Like, we're going to continually meet people with the same name. Also, neither neither of you had any control over it. No, exactly. I didn't consent like, to this. I guess, I guess unless you've changed your name, then you can you can make a bit more figure of it. Like, oh... I chose I, I chose this to be my name, <laughs> but usually if you change your name, you're changing it to something like really weird, right? Yeah, like Aslan. Yeah, but yeah, no, no one ever changes their name to something normal. No, I'm not going to go from Emma to like Emily. <laughs> Deathbringer, Lord of Darkness. <laughs> that's, that, that's what you change it to. Now that's got a ring to it. How would you How would you write that on like? Well, you we wouldn't write it on a birth certificate, I guess, but like. Is is that all hyphenated? Because I think it all has to be like one word, right? What death bring a lord of darkness? Yeah, yeah, like you you'd could, have like, to hy- hyphenate it, wouldn't you? Yeah, and then your you signature would just be like the initials D B L D Law L O D. Yeah, the blood. <laughs> <laughs> or you could like you could make it so that your middle name is like the Lord of Darkness, and your first name is just Deathbringer. I mean, that's pretty epic. Hi, um, just dropping into a Zoom call with that <laughs> death bringer. <laughs> oh, it just hi says guys. DB and it's like, oh, hi DB, what's that sound for? Like, <sighs> Do you think that's what DB Cooper's name was? Death bringer, Lord of death Darkness bringer. Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's just, yeah, wow, we've blown the case wide open. Guess we'll never know. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't know who DB Cooper is, just give it a quick Google. It's quite interesting. Um, yeah. Right, should we explain what this podcast is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not about D.B. Cooper or changing your name. It is about films. So this is a filmographies podcast where Tom and I, me and Tom, choose one actor per season and we watch all of their films and stuff in chronological order. So season one was all about Robert Pattinson, season two is all about Ryan Gosling, and season three is all about Zoe Saldana. And here we are. Yeah. So this week we've watched three films and one like short film thing. Yeah. Um, so we've watched Avengers Infinity War, mm-hmm. Missing Link, <laughs> My Little Pony the Movie, <laughs> and uh, The Legend of Red Hand, which is the short film thing, yeah. of which I previously mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what we want to kick off with, really. I don't know what came out first. Neither do I. Shall I check? Yeah. I would hazard a guess that it was My Little Pony. Because uh, that was 2017. You would hazard correctly. Ah. So should we talk about that first? Yeah. What's it about? <laughs> if it's about ponies <laughs> on Jesus a quest Christ. for friendship. Um, wow. That, and they, they are... They're fr- friendship to pin- friendship and about. Yeah, they they're friendship about, and then there's a friendship festival or something like that that gets like gate crashed by the bad guys, and then it's it's a quest to 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 stop them, and then friendship is reunited at the end. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> last week I was like, oh, I think this, I think this could be good. This has a potential to be good. Yeah. I said that based on the fact that, like, you know, My Little Pony's clearly got a, a cult following, mm. more than a cult, I think, at this point. And I thought, surely that there must there must be something here that's good. Yeah, like, surely like, there's something to enjoy. Yeah, like, because you can have kids' films that are enjoyable as adults. Yeah. And, like, a, a more really for adults or, mm-hmm. I well, I don't know. But, like... You've got things like the Lego movie or um, <laughs> name something else, Tom. Quick, think of something else. Um, uh, Le- I find that the, the Lego movie is a kid's film, right? Based off a franchise or a toy. Yeah, but it's but funny it's as hell. But it's actually really good. Yeah. It's, like, um, it's a really good film. It's funny. There's something in it for everyone. There's a great story. And then there's this. Yeah, there's like... 
there's like a evil pony who was wronged and doesn't believe in friendship and she's trying to basically fuck everything up and they have to like played by Emily Blunt played by Emily by Blunt the yeah the cast is like amazing yeah um, they really went out they went all out for the cast Kristen Chenoweth just doing her normal voice um as a pony yeah <laughs> um Uzo Aduba is that how you say her name um she's Suzanne in Orange is the New Black she's also in it I think she's the bad pony potentially who Crazy Eyes from Orange is the New Black that's Emily Blunt is it Who's, yeah. Who does Suzanne play? I don't know who that person is. You possibly. Have you seen Orange possibly, is the New Black? Um, she's possibly the queen of the, she the is. ponies. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I know that voice. Um, yeah, there's a pretty good cast, to be fair. It's just... Um, I mean, there's obviously Zoe Saldana. The one that pissed me uh, off the most was Sia. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sia's in this. My, Sia. my note for that is, fuck Sia. She gets everywhere, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Michael, what's his face? Penner, he's in it as well. Yep. Um, a, another appearance on the podcast from him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, she Emily Blunt attacks this friend festival under the <laughs> orders of the Storm King. <laughs> it um, sounds way more epic than it is. And she, like, free. There's like four powerful ponies in Celestia. Why have I retained this knowledge? <laughs> Celestia. Yeah. And um, who the other one's names I can't remember. But Twilight Sparkle, who is the only, I think, pony's name who I knew before this film. Mm-hmm. She's like the prince. She's like the youngest one. So she's like inexperienced and doesn't believe in herself. Even though the thing that I struggled with here is these characters all had character flaws and didn't know how to work together as a team. Mm. And, you know, got in each other's way and they didn't didn't believe in their own power and the, the power of friendship that they have. Mm. But this comes between something like season seven of my little pony and season eight hmm. so these characters have had seven, seven seasons. seasons of development and wow. they still don't believe in themselves that's pretty bad um i mean i know it's a kid's show and you know you, you have to you have to reform the status quo at the end of every episode and like the characters never really grow or changes people but come on scooby-doo right yeah that's another example of a kid's tv show that was a perfect like, film that's yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I wasn't talking about the live action ones, unfortunately. I know you have a penchant <laughs> for them. Yeah, but, no, the cartoons are great too. Like, but like for adults. Have you ever watched um, Zombie Island? Yeah, Escape it's like from Zombie Island. Oh. That is my favorite Scooby Doo film. That's a cartoon. It's so good. I think I have it on Oxalant. video. I have it on a video. Video tarp. I don't even have a means to which I can watch a video tarp. So. Wow, it's that's an, how much you love relic. it. Yeah, you can um, just stare at the, the yeah. tape. I knew. I think I knew Rainbow Dash before I watched this because I think that's the blue one with the rainbow tail, and that's what all the bronies dress up as. Uh, I I uh, actually I knew Applejack. Oh. Don't ask me why. Oh, I didn't know uh, that one. I knew Fluttershy and Rainbow Dash. Um, I didn't know the other ones, and I can't remember them actually. So. In one ear and out the other. In my research, um, I've discovered that this group of ponies is um, referred to as... Uh, is there five or six of them? Six? Uh, so six. They're, referred, they're referred to as the main six. Spelt like M-A-N-E. Like horses, main. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's something M-A-N-E. we haven't mentioned yet. This film is just full of horse puns. Like, full to the brim. One that got me... And I'll give it to them. They were talking about different areas of Celestia or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about going to Saddle Arabia. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, very good, very good. It was a throwaway uh, line. But there's also like refer- there's references to loads of other like games and franchises or yeah. stuff that Hasbro, who yeah. own My Little Pony, own. So they like reference Hungry Hungry Hippos. I think that um, Hasbro actually have the patent to a Ouija board right now. So I would have liked to see a Ouija board incorporated into well, this film. Well, Ouija boards were originally... They do, you're right. They Because yeah. they were originally just a board game. Um, yeah. And also... I think they still own them, so... Don't, don't, they're not real. I don't want to break any illusions for anyone, but they're not... Well, they, I mean, they, they do physically exist. exist. They exist. But they they're don't just, work. Yeah, like... The, the fact that they have been linked to... Um, you know, the contacting the dead and the paranormal comes 
has come later. Mm-hmm. If, if that was an example by the fact that it was a, a children's board game originally. Um, I feel like I've been really um, like sceptical and um, <laughs> harsh on people's beliefs the last few weeks. You have, but, but do you know what, Tom? Sometimes people need to hear it and that's just the truth. Need to hear the truth, man. I've, we've had two years of people denying scientific fact so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i've just had enough yeah had mediums enough. go fuck yourself ouija boards go fuck yourself tom's here to tell you to go fuck yourself cold hard facts we did land on the moon <laughs> still not let it go we did <laughs> right yeah so there's these horses ponies <laughs> if you will and they have to save today because all the big Big boy horses, ponies. Um, they've been the frozen in. They've been frozen in carbonite or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then they need they need the final Twilight Sparkle one to um, to harness the power of Celestia <laughs> and put it in his put it in the Storm King's staff and free them uh, so that he can like take over the world. So they get they go to find the hippos. Which turn out to be the hippogriffs. Oh. Um, oh, and also I called them the merponies earlier. Mm. Apparently they're actually based off mythical creatures called hippocampuses. Oh. Which I thought was something in your brain. I, th- I was just about to say I thought that was but, part um, of your brain. Apparently but... they're like, yeah, merponies or something. Well. Like they, have the, they have the torso of a horse and the, the back end of a fish. Doesn't sound very buoyant. Yeah, no. Not not the best mythical creature that I've heard of. No. And along the way, they bump into some pirates, or the one of whom's played by Zoe Saldana. She's playing um, the same character as what she is in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, pretty much. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. I literally wrote that down. I was like, oh, it's the same It's the same character that she played before, but it's a, um, it's a cartoon bird. And then, yeah, they fall out along the way. They have a very awkward argument. Um, they all fall out, and it's. I felt. I genuinely felt sad <laughs> during that scene. I was really? like, "Oh, <laughs> it was like really? it was like watching kids fight because they're like they're fucking ponies." It was like watching little girls have a fight and then fall out, and I was like, "Oh, I'm sad now." <laughs> I felt nothing. <laughs> oh dear. And they yeah, they fall out. Because they go find the mer people, they've got the power to stop the Storm King, but then yeah, they don't want to give it to them, and then they fall out. Twilight Spark goes off on her own. She's like, "I'm gonna, I don't need you guys. You're fucking shit. <laughs> I don't need you're holding you me back. I'm gonna go do this on my own." <laughs> she immediately gets captured, and the Storm King steals her magic, and then the rest of them rally together and form a team and come save her. And they realise that friendship is magic. <laughs> they turn the. They turn the Emily Blunt character back to the good side because basically she the reason she's so bitter is because she's a pony, by the way. And she has had no friends and stuff. She had no she friends, betrayed. but then they're like, you can be our friend. And she's yeah. like, yay! There's a scene they where she's the like King. pulling her up like Lion King style and she's like, why are you helping me? And then Twilight Sparkle's like, because that's what friends do. And then it's like, Yeah, but ah. right, I, I had an issue with this, right? <laughs> okay. She... She says they've literally had about a scene's worth of dialogue together. <laughs> and suddenly and they're best friends. She's, she feels that that's, that constitutes her calling her a friend. Like, Can I just no, say... you're saving I her because it's the right thing to do. I genuinely just think that that's just women. Like, women will have one conversation in, like, a club toilet and it's like, we're best friends now. I have your number. I have you on Facebook. So I'm kind of not surprised that Twilight Sparkle thinks that they're friends. Because that's just what girls do, honestly. And then they they save the day or whatever. The Storm King's killed, right? And then they have the party at the end and they're celebrating. And they're such good friends, but My Little Pony can't afford to keep Emily Blunt around for however many series worth of um, cartoons. They can't afford to animate her. (laughs) So Emily Blunt, character they're like yeah we're friends but she's like i've got to go find myself go my own way i've got to go off into the desert or whatever so i can't stick around and be in your tv show yeah even though she had no friends and now she has friends but she's abandoned them yeah literally they just can't afford emily blunt like you said yeah (laughs) um and that's the film really yeah my major issue with it and i've spoken to you about this Mm -hmm. is um so there are songs in it 
There's songs in the oh, film. Oh, oh god, oh god. They are so bad. They're awful. Like the lyrics, honestly. They're not so, catchy at all. This is what I mean. Like Disney films, kids films, they have great songs in them. Like catchy songs, songs mm-hmm. that you could sing over and over, or just while you're watching them, you're like, yeah, this is good. The songs in this film is like literally they just picked a tune. Mm-hmm. And then they thought of all the exposition mm-hmm. that they need to fit into the song, and then they just shoehorn it in. And then it's usually like characters just being like, "I am this character, and I <laughs> am angry because of this reason," or "I feel uncertain because of this reason." This is and genuinely I'm gonna sing like about it. it's like the kind of song you would make while you're like walking around your kitchen doing stuff. You'd be like, I'm pouring some cereal and I can't wait to eat it. Like that kind of thing. It literally is, yeah. It's like, like garbage. I think like the first song is pretty much like, it's the friendship festival and <laughs> I'm in charge of it and I don't know what I'm going to do, but we've got this because we're all friends and we're going to do it together. But I'm still really unsure of what I'm going to do. And like, like after they've established what the song's about, the song then goes on for five minutes and just repeats the same thing over and mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah. And oh my God. It's bad. It's awful. Awful. It's really bad. And then there's just like, maybe they'll insert a random dance break or, you know, action sequence into <laughs> the song. But it's like that one with the cat that they meet mm-hmm. where he's like, oh, I'm the friend that you need. I yeah. am the friend that you need. Yeah, it's me. I'm going to be like... I'm going to help you. You need to know things that I know. A comparable song would be Friend Like Me from Aladdin. Yeah. But that's an absolute banger. And it's a song with, like, a structure and, like, yeah, rhymes yeah. and stuff. But, like, the, the, these songs are so bad that you can hear, like, several lines in advance them, like, setting up a rhyme because they've forced in a word that just doesn't belong there or doesn't really make much sense or, like, it's just not a phrase that someone would use. <laughs> but it's the last word of it is a word that is easily rhymable with the word that they need it to say at the end of the song. Yeah. So it's like I was I was just I just found myself playing the game of what's gonna be the rhyme. Yeah, oh, what they're gonna just say said, next. <laughs> yeah, I can't even think of an example, but they're so bad. Like it's just <laughs> such odd odd phrases that just to force a rhyme. I just feel just like, like if you've got like a multi million dollar toy business and you're gonna go out of your way to make a Hollywood movie release with all these actors, this why wouldn't I mean. you put some effort into it? Like, it's fucking shit. It's so, so shit. So annoying. That, yeah, it's just super annoying. Didn't enjoy but it. But that's... I have got some facts about this, if you want <laughs> Have it. you? Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised. I've only got three. Okay. So, this first one is kind of sad, but I I needed to look it up because when I was watching the film, in, like, the opening scene and the end scene, there's just, like, a random horse that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And, like, has, like, one line... And he's like, at the end, he's like, yeah, you did it, guys. A way to go, guys, or something. And I was yeah. like, what is this horse? And I was mm-hmm. like, I reckon it's someone who, I reckon, I was like, I reckon that's a fan. And I reckon it's someone who's like won a competition or something. Or they're like dead, maybe. R- well. <laughs> oh, no. Adam Bengis has been fight- had been fighting leukemia for over three years when through a Make-A-Wish Foundation, he got to fulfill his dream of voice acting in a film. And he plays the extra pony called Code Red. And it's listed third in the closing credits due to the credits being alphabetized by last name. His lines include, Is that Songbird Serenade? It is, it is, and way to go, guys. Aww. So he died, right? Uh, I actually don't know. I assume so. That is... I assume so. That's a bit sad, isn't it? And then the other one that I've got, and this was just quite interesting to me, actually, is that this is the... This is only the third theatrically released, traditionally animated American film of the 2010s. Oh, that is a good after, fact. After Winnie the Pooh, SpongeBob, the SpongeBob movie Sponge Out of Water, <laughs> and uh, also released after this film was Teen Titans Go. That is a good uh, fact. Go to the movies, sorry. SpongeBob, uh, now that was a very good film. Oh no, so this is... You're thinking of SpongeBob the movie. Yeah. This is the SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water. Oh, did I miss that one? Yeah. Oh, Emma. Yeah. Did you so watch this it? Is, no, I've not seen it, but I've seen the trailer for it. Oh. It's um. So it starts off as your usual SpongeBob affair, which is where the traditional animation comes in. Yeah. And then, as as in the first film, 
they go to the real live action world but when they go to the real live action world they become 3d animated i've just googled it and seen the poster and i remember why i didn't go to see it yeah <laughs> yeah pretty bad oh dear from what, well i've not seen it so i don't know but from just watching the trailer plankton looks like he fucks wow you heard it here first <laughs> emma's got a plankton kink um don't shame you just me love chum <laughs> chum on my face <laughs> i'm sorry it was just too obvious i had to do it oh god oh god i respect you for saying it but i also hate you chumming me daddy uh <laughs> right moving on Shall we give this a rating? Spankton. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. Um, would you like to explain our rating system for, yeah. the, for the love of, of the fun of it? I know you love doing yeah, that. Yeah, sure. So if you've not listened to our podcast before, our rating system is based on our actor's name. So when we did Robert Pattinson, it was a pat on the back or a shat on the back. When we did Ryan the Goosey Gosling, it was a Lucy Goosey or a Juicy Goosey. With Zoe Saldana, we have a multitude of options. It's a Zoe Saldana or a Zoe Saldana. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> Noe Saldana or Let's A Goe Saldana. Or if it's just a like middle of the road, it's a mm's okay. <laughs> so what would you give My Little Pony the movie? <laughs> I would give it a Noe Saldana. <laughs> it's a Noe Saldana. Nah, from it's me a Noe, also. A big fat Noe Noe. My Little... Noe. <laughs> My Little Noe. My Little wow. Pooey. <laughs> wow wow my shittle pony uh, <laughs> that's good yeah that's good yeah nice uh dear yeah there's not really else a lot you can say about it it's i i was hoping that it'd be good mm. but it wasn't if, i also found out that this isn't the only my little pony movie if you're four then give it a watch because you might like it if, but if oh, you also like if my you're little four, pony you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> after we've just said chum in me daddy <laughs> there's um some questionable content if you're four yeah <laughs> please give your phone or whatever you're listening to this on back to your parents good god <laughs> for the love uh, of christ oh god. right should we cu- move on briefly and cover the legend of red hand yes let's um, so, it's a it's a long Aperol ad. <laughs> Aperol? Well, they make Aperol. The um the really? company uh, Cam- is it Campari? They make like all the aperitifs and stuff. Oh, um, right. I think they like own all of all of that. And I mean, I love but, yeah, Aperol, but this was wait, weird. So this is an advert for Campari, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Surely the the red one. Yeah, um, but I I think I knew that before going in, but it became very obvious quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Campari, um, who are like a group, like uh, they own stuff. But yeah, this advert is for their aperitif Campari. Um, yeah. Which looks delicious, um, to be fair. <laughs> I don't think it is. Do you know it's, it's I think it's quite bitter. Oh, in, yeah, but I like in, that. It's used in a Negroni. Yeah, but I and... like that. Put a bit of um, Prosecco in it, a bit of limonade, a bit of soda. No. Lovely. Nah, not for nah, me. Not, no. not the drink for me. No, okay. Um, <laughs> anyway. But it's like, just it's... a short little thing in it where she's like trying to find out who, there's like some mixologist called the Red Hand and she's trying to find out, Zoe Sardana's trying to find out who it is because she's obsessed with it. Yeah, she goes to she... some like party in, are they in Italy? And then they end up in New York. New York! New York again. Um, there's this, yeah, this legendary mixholo- mixologist mixologist called the Red Hand who makes tasty drinks, I guess. And um, no but one's allowed to know who he is. Exclusively with Campari. I think so. She like sneaks in to the back room to try and take pictures of him, develops them. Don't think she knows who he is. And then she gets some really sinister note, like, come and meet me in New York if you're thirsty. <laughs> so she goes to New York <laughs> and then he taps her on the back in his red latex glove and then you don't see who Oh, yeah, is. that's his thing. He has red latex gloves. But it's, <laughs> like, revealed that, you know, there's loads of red hands and it's basically just all mixologists are red it's hands. Basically just everyone who works for this company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they, they use the best alcohol. Yeah, it feels uh, like such a high budget thing. Um, for it has what? like so many credits 
for like yeah. the amount of people that worked on this. I mean, obviously it must do because so much goes into production of these things. But like, yeah, it's so like high art, fucking wankiness for just yeah. what is basically a advert for alcohol. Yeah. I, I would love to know where this was played as well. Well, I I actually watched it on YouTube in the end, and um, yeah. First of all, it's in a ton of different languages. Like, I'm assuming this was played. I don't know because it can't be on the TV. But um, yeah, it's on Campari's YouTube channel, and it got posted on the Fashion Channel as some kind of like um, part of Milan Fashion Week. Oh, I bet it was played there. So yeah. yeah, I think it was played in some kind of like festival setting, I guess. And there's loads of comments from Italian people going "Rouge, sensational." <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just one that says hey all the big zoe <laughs> which has five upvotes um, yeah it's just weird isn't it yeah uh, and not not weird just like it's well shot it's well acted um just... this this may interest you i think it probably will um if you go on campari's youtube channel where they posted um legend of the red hand there is another short film called entering red which appears to star, um, oh my God, what is her name from Blade Runner? <laughs> Anna de Armas. That one, yeah. Looks like her in the thumbnail. So you oh, may want to watch that probably. one too. Maybe we'll yeah, find maybe out I'll a bit more one. about the red hand. Or entering red sounds a bit like Matrixy. <laughs> maybe she'll go into some <laughs> sort of like Campari other world. <laughs> oh my God, no. Please no. I'm kind of all in um, on the Campari cinematic universe. Cinematic at this universe. Point. Yeah. <laughs> the, the CCU. CCU. <laughs> oh god. Um, it's just um, yeah. It's just an ad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all it is if you want to watch it. It's on YouTube. The yeah. Legend of Red Hand. Um we won't bother giving it a rating, I don't think. No. Should we move on to Missing Link then? Yes, let's. So this is an animated film. But it's my favourite kind of animated film in that it's a stop-motion animated film. Yeah, and it's by Laika, Laika, who are like amazing. They made Coraline. Kobu and Kubo and the Two Strings. Paranorman. They are... The Box Trolls and Kubo and the Two Strings, yeah. It's won Golden Globe for Best Animated Film. I must say I didn't think I'd enjoy this film as much as I did, but I honestly loved it. Oh, so good. I thought I mean, it was so good. I am a sucker for a stop motion film, as I, you know, we're just highlighting there, but I don't know, there's just something about them. Do you know what I mean? Would you know like, what's interesting is I've always been a bit creeped out by stop motion, and I know that that's a bit of a like sacrilege thing to say because obviously stop motion is amazing and highly technical and skilled and it's very impressive you don't like miniatures though no and it's always freaked me out and i think that it's always yeah i've struggled to enjoy it because it set me on edge a bit however this film is so fucking smooth that i completely forgot it was stop motion for virtually the whole film well i was questioned for the first five or so minutes i was questioning whether it was stop motion or whether it was like 3d animation made to look like stop yeah, motion yeah akin to flushed away or something like that yeah but no it but is all stop motion the, clo- the clothes give it away because the clothes are too realistic yeah but yeah it's really good it's about uh an explorer or like i guess he's an explorer um who's yeah. looking for famous um like big mythical creatures or whatever and he goes to look for bigfoot he finds bigfoot straight away yeah um, and Bigfoot is played by Zach Galifianakis. He <laughs> was so cute. And they try and go and find more of his people in the Himalayas. Yeah. And he goes on a journey of self-discovery. It reminded not, me not of... Not really um, self-discovery, but... It reminded me of, like, Around the World in 80 Days, where it's, like, Phileas Fogg trying to get the praise yeah. of all of the knobby researchers back in London. And then he ends up having a real romp and realises he doesn't need those dicks anyway. And that's well, basically gave, what happens gave me in a this. touch of... Um, Gave me a touch of Lost City of Z. I was going to say that too. It reminded me of that. Um, but obviously, the Lost City of Z. Lost <laughs> City of Z. Um, I thought that exact same thing because it's the same like boys club um, mm. where people are kind of desperate to be a part of it and realise they don't need to be because true friendship triumphs and, all. And um, a bit of Atlantis, um, yeah. the animated Disney film. But yeah, it's just a, it's just a good time. and It's a really good time. 
Like, yeah, just the animation, so good. There's a bit at the end in the credits. I don't know if you saw where they, like, oh, show you how they where make they a shot. Build the, um, where they build the scene. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Um, something I do want to say as well, because I slagged people off last week or the week before for this, is the voice acting was so good. Like, Hugh Jackman, like, it's phenomenal. Oh, he, he it's was phenomenal. really good. Yeah. Zach Galifianakis, I thought, was... Yeah, brilliant. Un- unrecognisable. Yeah, um, they... Like normally, it's like it's like Channing taking him off and not sounding like himself with um the book book of life, but but he just sounded <laughs> shit. He didn't sound like someone yeah, else. He wasn't and doing good. a character. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Zoe didn't do much for me in the book of life either. Whereas in this, I thought she was really good. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just better like directing. I don't know, but it was I great. Don't know. Really yeah. good. And you had Stephen just, Fry just, as well. Stephen, it's great cast. He's always great. Matt Matt Lucas and David Williams are both in this as well. Yeah. Um, this is a yeah, a really good cast. It's I've got some facts for you. Oh, okay. So this is the second of three animated movies about Yetis or Bigfoots to be released <laughs> in 2018 and 2019. And I was thinking that I was like, wasn't there a film where like Zendaya played a Yeti or a Bigfoot or something? So the other ones were Smallfoot and Abominable. Um, <laughs> I didn't see either first... of those. No, neither did I. But I just remember there being like a Yeti film or a abominable snowman film with um zendaya in it yeah and also this is the first like a movie where the main character is not a child or a preteen. oh um, yeah i hadn't even thought about all of that, the others the title true. characters or main characters have been kids and the bar sequence and i was thinking this at the time i was watching it mm-hmm. so there's like a fight in the bar yeah classic a bar fight has, if you will that has more shots than any sequence ever produced in stop motion. Wow. And I was thinking, because that's what was making me question it. I was yeah. like, this is so fucking complicated. Yeah. Because like, ha- that's the thing with me for with stop motion films is I am just sat what, the whole time thinking, how do how they the do fuck this? do they make yeah. this? How do they do this? This must be so fucking hard. Yeah. Because um, just a bit of background. Um, I'm a mega fucking nerd. Um, I used to fucking love. I used to love Wallace and Gromit. Back in the day, I mean Wallace Actually, and Gromit used to is get, um, so good. Wallace and Gromit magazine, um, <laughs> just throwing that out there. We also have a a picture of you dressed as Wallace. Um, yeah, which is but I super cute. I did dabble, I did dabble <laughs> in a bit of stop motion as a child. Do you know what? That's cool. When I say that I dabbled, I made a little man out of blue tack, and then I made a blue tack ball, and the man walked along, and then was crushed by the ball rolling it wasn't good in the slightest but <laughs> i mean yeah, fucking all, hard so all great art starts somewhere tom so and i used to love uh wallace and gromit curse the way rabbit watched all the behind the scenes i remember that. seeing that in the cinema with my mom and and i loved it it was can i tell you really wallace good. and gromit curse the way rabbit bit of cinema that, that, it that is, is just... it's really good um but what i love with stop motion as well is there's always like visual gags that mm. you d- I don't think you often get in um, in other stuff. And there's a few in this. I forget what it was. Oh, there was a bit that was like, he gets a telegram that's like, stop, um, what's his face, Frost, stop. Which yeah. isn't very funny when you say it out loud. But <laughs> yeah. when I watched it, I was like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just love, I love it. And I think that this isn't to slag off CG, CGI or CGI mm-hmm. artists, because I also... Um, I'm in awe of people who do that as well. I watch yeah. a lot of... Um, it's all skilled in its own way, CGI isn't stuff. it? But there's just something about the fact, knowing that like people have spent literally months and months and years like handcrafting this film and like it's modeling amazing. it. And, like, I, I remember... I mean, I don't know what the production, what the timescale on this was, but going back to Wallace and Gromit, because the wear of it, they reckoned that like one animator on a full day's work would get about three seconds like done in a day on it's one scene insane like or one i don't shot. it's like unfathomable how it's even workable to make a stop motion film when it takes that long but well and to make to make it this smooth so like you see like it's so freaking smooth back in the day like the original king kong or whatever that's all stop motion and like that looks like oh, wobbly and a bit janky now when you watch yeah, it. it looks like but this is like exorcist. you can't see I mean, there was a few bits in this film, actually, where, like, uh, on Mr. Link, the abominable... No, 
the Sasquatch. Yeah. You can see like bits of his fur moving a little bit as he's talking. Yeah. But other than that, like it's so oh, good. Like, and that, that adds to it as well, you know. One thing I you know it's real. One thing that really stood out for me was like the color palette. It just like it was like a feast for the eyes. It was beautiful. Like oh, it, so good. It was just so rich and like when they're in the sort of snowy area, it's all like purple and blue, and it just makes you want to go. Ah, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Scene that blew my mind. Go on. And I'm sure it has a really simple fix or cheat that they did. But there's a scene where they're in a boat, mm-hmm. and it's between Hugh Jackman and Zoe's character. And the boat's rocking, mm-hmm. and the light in the room that they're in is rocking, mm-hmm. and all the furniture around them is rocking, and it's like incorporated into like the dynamic of the scene, like yeah. as their conversations go. But what blew my mind was so obviously they're having to animate both characters talking and moving, but then mm-hmm. also all the other stuff like sliding across the room or whatever. Yeah. Maybe they did it with CGI. I don't know. I'm sure they do use CGI. I think that I think they do for stuff like liquids and things like that. But yeah. um, unless it's like interacting with the character, but. There's like close-ups on their face and the light in the background is still moving. And then the light on their face is moving with the light. Like, how the so fuck cool. do you do that? I don't know. Like they're, pro- they're actually lit. Like, so they must have to like move the light as well. Like, yeah. Just it's so mind. clever. So I'm just nerding out on it's stop motion really animation cool. now. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I had this a similar thought, although it's probably not as complicated, when um, they're all falling off the end of like a cliff in the ice place and all the characters are falling. And I was just thinking, how did they make them fall one bit at a time? <laughs> although it's probably like well, strings, isn't it? That's but what it's fucks cool. with me is like when there's a scene with multiple characters and they're all like reacting to each other and stuff like, yeah, it's... just the... Uh, because it's 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 a it's one thing to animate one character and like track their movement for a whole scene but mm-hmm. to have to do it with multiple multiple people i mean and maybe you get like several people and one person takes one character each right i don't know but amazing <sighs> i love mind. it i really uh, I love it it's forever. really cool um... and then final fact mm-hmm. and again because <laughs> i'm such a fucking nerd <laughs> this is one that i thought when i watched the film at the end of the movie so Lionel Frost, played by Hugh Jackman, uh-huh. um, has found the Fiji mermaid, a creature with the body of a monkey and the tail of a fish. Mm-hmm. This creature is a famous hoax, originally uh-huh. displayed in P.T. Barnum's New York Museum. Hugh Jackman, who plays Lionel, also played P.T. Barnum in The Greatest Showman. Ah. So yeah, when I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, that's that mermaid thing that's a hoax that P.T. Barnum did. That's quite funny. And then someone had written it down in the trivia. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to um, oh, that's highlight cool. that as well. Yeah. Great showman, another one of your faves. Another one of my faves, all-time <laughs> faves. Um, not not even necessarily the film. I like the songs from it, I think. Um, I don't think yeah. the film is... Um, the film's okay. The songs the are film, amazing. The film basically is about two white guys that are upset because life's not going their way. Sounds like the presidential election <laughs> and um also like it's not very historically accurate um, no pt barnum by, was by a all accounts pt barnum not a great guy no bit of a racist um bit of a sexist just an awful guy all around really i think he you know exploited um disadvantaged people yeah um people with disabilities anyway <laughs> uh should we give this a rating missing a link Yes, Missing Link gets a Zoe Saldana from me. Gets a Zoe Saldana from me also. (laughs) Wow. And that just leaves us with Avengers Infinity War. That little known um, film. The small cult classic. (laughs) One thing before we get into it, I (laughs) love Avengers so much and it made me so upset that I will never see Avengers Infinity War or Endgame again for the first time in the cinema. (laughs) Like, just that feeling will never, it will never come back. I remember Avengers Infinity War being such a, like, I'm just going to say it now, this is better, it's better than Endgame, right? I mean, Endgame is amazing, but just as a as a yeah. piece of cinema yeah. crafted, no, I'm with Infinity you. War just absolutely nails it every time for me. Um, yeah, I, I'm with I, you. My, my only note, because <laughs> after this, I was just enjoying the film, was mm-hmm. the opening is top notch. Yeah, I I didn't so make good. any notes because I was enjoying it so much. It, it was a cultural reset, I feel, when this came out. It was like, 
I don't even have the words. It's the just year, so good. The year between this coming out and Endgame was just, I feel like, it's just so good. Just like yeah. the, the speculation, the what's going to happen, everyone what does was this watching mean? it, like what's, everyone. What's Avengers Endgame going to be called? Because we didn't know. Oh, God. Uh, so, I mean... I, Who's going to be is, gone? This Who's is when I started joining Facebook facebook meme groups and i joined the infinity war one and so many memes out of this film um but infinity war shit posting groups and stuff yeah yeah oh it's so so good good. i remember thinking like are people going to come back how are they going to come back who's dead who's not like what are the implications of this going to be like basically getting all my facts from you because you're like the marvel playbook man and you know you know all yeah but i just get it off people off the internet yeah, but I, it falls. It go. I read it, and then it falls out of my head. <laughs> Can I um, reveal something to you about Avengers: Infinity War? Okay. That I don't know that you know before that you've okay. known before today. So when the Avengers: Infinity War came out, I was fucking hyped for it, right? Yeah, naturally. And I wanted to see it the day it came out. Mm-hmm. And me and you and I, me and you, and our group of friends all wanted to go and see it, but you guys weren't available the first day it came out mm-hmm. so i went on my own the first day it came out you went by yourself and then went with Aww. you the following day and pretended that i hadn't seen the film tom <laughs> and at, you the, are... at the end i was like what oh my god tom you are a diabolical nutcase <laughs> how many times what? have you done this <laughs> so i was like i i need to see it because uh, like it's going to get spoiled because uh, basically i think i was off it was off the back of like having star wars force awakens spoiled for myself yeah. i just get like super paranoid about these things yeah and uh i was just so hyped for it that i just needed to see it so i went to see it in imax 3d i underst- i would have understood if you just told us <laughs> no no at that mm. point in time i was like they'll kill me i would no, never because have I think, done that i think you actually said to me at the time are you going to go see it on your own and not tell us? And I was like, well, I can't admit to it now. <laughs> but I feel like enough time has passed that I yeah. can finally admit to it. Yeah. Um, um, I basically just assume that any new Marvel film comes out, even if you say that we'll go, you will just end up going anyway. <laughs> oh, if it's, if it's not arranged within like the first week of release, yeah, I will go. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Like I say, I watch, I watch and listen to too much shit that talks about it, so I can't. Yeah, it, my brain doesn't work in a way that I go. I'll just wait to listen to that. My brain goes. I know that that thing's out, and I know mm-hmm. that people are talking about it, mm-hmm. and I need to know what they're saying about it. But yeah. I can't know what they're saying about it without watching it. I I think that this film came out during like the World Cup summer, and I just think that everything was did, okay yeah. in that summer. It was like 2018. It was like Infinity War, World Cup, Heat Wave. Everyone was on a high. It was just a great time. <laughs> well, I think it came out. I think it came out before the summer. Yeah, well, it was May. like what's May? Is May yeah, summer? So it like led into just like everyone having a great time, and that was just such a good year, I think, um, for everyone. Um, yeah. It's all been downhill since. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Endgame could save it. <laughs> See, I would say that the world has gone downhill since about. <laughs> when are we going to say 2013 2014 do you reckon uh, I think there was a brief peak in 2018 like you say that was uni yeah well it's probably no what was the year that everyone died 2012 all the, cele- all the celebrities oh you mean actually died <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah I don't know was that 2015 2016 I'd say Maybe. since then I don't think there's been a good year all round no. no I I thought that 2021 would be better than 2020 because 2020 was so awful. But it turns out that nothing's changed since last year and it's just all still awful. I think, in a way, 2021 is worse than 2020. Because we had the expectations. Yeah. like, And for me, time has... Um, we're not even talking about Infinity War at this point. Um, <laughs> it's a good film. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Um, for me, 2020 wasn't a great year. No. Um, personally speaking. But I don't. Time twenty twenty one has flown by and nothing has happened. I mean, it's the first of August today, and I, for one, am horrified. <laughs> well, I was, I was like, pl- not planning my year, but I was thinking oh, it's almost September, and then it's almost December again, and it's almost my birthday. A year of my life has passed, 
I will be 27. <sighs> Nothing has happened. It, it does depress you, doesn't it? And like, it's scary how, how quick time's flying. Like, yeah, 27, I'll be 27 a bit after that. And and what do I have to show for it, Tom? <laughs> Fuck all. <laughs> Fuck all. Fuck all. Um, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, Infinity War, great. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it when if it came out. If we have out. nothing else, at least we have the MCU. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And there's a lot of good films coming out this year, including Shang-Chi next, I think, which I'm fucking buzzing for. Like, yeah. really, really excited for that. Well, Mar- Marvel What If comes out in a matter of weeks. That's going to be um, awesome too. Um, really looking the forward Shang-Chi, to that. There's Spider-Man No Way Home in December, yep. which, yep. come on, Marvel. We've still not got anything for. Give us a trailer, you cowards. You know, they released a trailer uh, like a week ago, but it wasn't a trailer. It was just like, before Spider-Man No Way Home comes out, make sure you watch Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home again. They're dicks. They're like, honestly come on, dicks. They're, I think they're doing it on purpose at this point, almost as like an anti-promo to like build the yeah, tension yeah, yeah. so much. And I genuinely don't think we'll even get a proper theatrical trailer. I think we'll get like one of the sort of stripped back ones that gives you like a few shots and then just the logo. Yeah. I um, think the problem, the problem with Spider-Man No Way Home is people have really built their expectations up for it now. Like yeah. that it's going to be a Spider-Verse film, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield are going to be in it. I mean, we do know that... I, I don't think I, they are. I th- I think, what's his face? Alfred Molina, he is confirmed to be in it. And I think possibly Willem Dafoe is in it also. And I think mm. Jamie Foxx is Electro. You goddamn forts. It, re- it remains to be seen. So, But I, I always, I thought they were going to release a trailer after Loki ended right because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's like introduce keep, the multiverse they want to keep the if momentum this, if this is multiversal <laughs> then i think it would be would have been a good time because they didn't release a trailer for far from home until after Endgame came out because yeah which makes sense that highly impacts the yeah the feeling of far from home exactly the feeling the story of far from home and the feeling <laughs> sorry we're just i'm just talking about marvel I mean... I've got some facts about Infinity War if you want them. Yeah, yeah, chuck them out. Chuck <laughs> them out. Let's War's talk great. about the film. Yeah, we love it. It's fantastic. So apparently Drax's line, I'll do you one better, why is Gamora, was ad-libbed by Dave Bautista. Hmm. But in an interview, he said that Chris Pratt actually gave him the idea. <laughs> Don't admit that. <laughs> <laughs> he. This is the fourth film to gross over two million, two billion worldwide. That's After a Avatar. fucking lot of money, isn't it, for a film? <laughs> uh, well, I've been spouting this fact for about two weeks now after I saw a TikTok about it. But a billion, a billion pounds. So just mm-hmm. one billion. Yeah. If for a second you agree that um, the Bible is real and Jesus is real. <laughs> if on the day Jesus was born. Yeah. So 2021 years ago, mm-hmm. on the day he was born, you were given... A piece of gold worth a thousand pounds in today's money, mm-hmm. and then every subsequent day since then, mm-hmm. you were given another piece of gold worth a thousand pounds in today's money. Mm-hmm. So every day from the day Jesus was born until now, you still wouldn't have a billion pounds. That is just—it doesn't sit right. <laughs> it doesn't another one, sit right. A million seconds. This is the difference between a million and a billion. A million seconds is something like 11 days. Mm-hmm. A billion seconds, 31 years. What? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I don't so want to So it's a lot even... of money. And I think All Jeffrey I can Bezos... Think about is Jeff Bezos right now. <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos is... um. You did it. I think he's like a trillionaire. So... Yeah. Well, certainly Apple and Amazon are worth trillion pound, worth are a trillion dollar company, aren't they? So Jeff Bezos is personally worth two hundred billion. <laughs> That's sickening. How many years is that, Tom? <laughs> Too many. Two hundred billion seconds in years. Google. Um, six thousand three hundred and forty-one years. <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway. And he's still not. He's still not ended world hunger. Um, Bastard. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Robert, uh, Robert Downey Jr. requested the furniture from his house in LA be shipped to the filming location in Atlanta. 
and the movie complied. The movie studio complied. Aww. <laughs> That's pretty extra, if you ask me. They just me. wanted to be cosy. <laughs> there are close to 3,000 shots in this movie, with almost 2,900 of those being visual effects shots. Wow. That's a lot. lot. That is a lot. And going back on what I said about having a lot of respect for visual effects artists, I think the work that they did in this and Endgame is fucking incredible. I think Thanos is um, a work of art. He is a big, scary, purple work of art. (laughs) Yeah. The official name of the Thanos snap is called The Decimation. It is formally defined as the killing of one in every ten of a group of people as a punishment for the whole group, deriving from the Romans, and is therefore not necessarily suitable for an event in which 50% rather than 10% of a group of people were killed. However, as language developed, the word has fallen into more colloquial use to often mean merely the killing or destruction of a large portion of a population. That is interesting. Since then, the colloquial term in the MCU is the blip. Yeah. Um, And I think in the real world it's the snap right that's cool on april 26th 2018 the day before it got wide release it received enough votes to make it number two spot on imdb's top 250 with a 9.2 out of 10 wow a record for a marvel movie wow uh and then my final fact of the 24 characters visible on the main poster for this movie 12 live and 12 die this furthers the concept of thanos um, has within the movie of bringing balance by killing half of the of the cast. Some shots of the trailers were digitally altered to avoid spoilers as well. For example, nice. some Infinity Stones were removed from Thanos' glove during the last mm-hmm. battle or not showing the destroyed Iron Man suit. A digital jacket was added to Robert Downey Jr. Also, the Incredible Hulk was shown in the final shot with Captain America, Black Panther and Black Widow, but the Incredible Hulk only fights in the beginning of the movie. Oh. Um, also, there's a there's a shot where I think this is the shot they're talking about where they're all running like mm. through a forest or something. Yeah. That shot's not in the film. This yeah. is like a tactic that Marvel has taken now where Misdirection. They will, Classic. They will they'll put shots they will film stuff specifically for trailers, like that shot, or they will alter footage um that's so it's different from the actual film so it doesn't spoil it, which I think is quite good because obviously like well, people, I, I, well, I'm a, I complain about trailers ruining films. Yeah. Um, but like an, another example of them doing this is in uh, the trailer for Far From Home, which mm-hmm. I previously mentioned. It starts with a shot of um, Peter like doing a charity event. Yeah. And he's like waving and all this. In the original trailer for Spider-Man: Far From Home, he's wearing his homecoming suit. Yeah. Like his red and blue suit. But in the actual film, he's wearing his Iron Spider costume. Oh, yeah, but yeah, that would obviously have implications if people knew that before it came out. That's cool. I like that they do that because it does piss me off. Like, I try and avoid trailers now Mm. because I just feel like I see too much and it it ruins it, like you said. Well, with with Marvel, like I say, they're fucking lying to you. They're on it. it, It's like the reason, I think the point where they started to realize that this was an issue was with Star Trek Into Darkness, Mm. taking it back, Mm. um, people managed to work out because they they know now that people dissect these trailers, mm-hmm. that at the end, obviously, Kirk dies mm-hmm. and Spock is on the outside of the glass and he puts his hand on the glass. Yeah. People broke the trailer down enough that in the trailer, you just see, like, Kirk in pain and someone's hand on the glass. Mm. They managed to work out from the vein formation on the back of his hand <laughs> that it was um, Zachary Quinto. Oh, that's so fucking weird. <laughs> oh, no, it may- maybe it was the other way around. You s- you see Zachary Quinto looking through the glass at someone in pain and he puts right. his hand on the glass. Yeah. And it's, it's um, Chris Pine's Chris hand Pine, and they managed yeah. to work that out. That's so, so fucking yeah. weird. God, so now they have to strange. employ extra steps to stop people breaking down the trailers. Oh my god! I mean, I kind of respect people for doing it because this is the kind of thing that I want to know. <laughs> but also, it's weird that they know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Cool. It's a good film. Should we uh, give it a rating? Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> what would you give it, Tom? Do you like it? I give it a Zoe Saldana. Yes. <laughs> Also, I give it a Zoe Zaldana. I guess we could have had, is it an Infinity War or an Infinity Bore? Oh, nice. It would obviously be an Infinity War. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, 
That's just silly. Right, that takes us on then to the official Zoe Saldana ranking. Ranking L. So I'll give you the top five. <laughs> How would you like me to do this top five ranking? Um, like you're one of the My Little Ponies. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh dear. My Little Pony. <laughs> give it a, a give my... it like a Kristen Chenoweth. If I was a little pony. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> In at number five, it's the words. Oh, in at number four, it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. <laughs> in at number three, it's Star Trek Beyond. <laughs> in at number two, I Kill Giant. <laughs> in, in at number one, yeah, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> oh my god first of all that might be my favorite voice that you've ever done second of all my ears hurt so badly from having my <laughs> headphones in <laughs> uh, bravo oh me. bravo excellent good job right, where are we gonna put um my little pony um that can go um i mean it wasn't good was it no um above Snipes. Snipes? <laughs> Where the fuck's that? Right, yeah. <laughs> 24. <laughs> There's so many... She's been in so many films. I know. Right, where are we going to put Missing Link? Missing Link. That's got to be towards the top, right? Got to be up there, yeah. Um, I don't know. Is Defo a top 10? Is it a top 5? I don't think so. I think it was better than Out of the Furnace, perhaps. Yeah. That's yeah. Good and Infinity War? I mean, it's got to be number one, hasn't it? Realistically. Surely. 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 So that puts, um, that bumps the words down out of the top five. Sorry, Bradley. At least you're still in um, I mean, the top film. I mean, Bradley, you're in three films in the top five. So yeah, don't so cry too much. Don't fucking bitch. complain. <laughs> um, okay. That takes us on then to who? I don't know what it's called now. Zoe or Trudeau. <laughs> Zoe or Trudeau. <laughs> Thank <Fucking> you. <laughs> so, <laughs> just quickly, um, this is a little <laughs> mini game that we do at the end of the show, where formerly it was called Zoe or Monroe, where I would give Tom three quotes by either Zoe Saldana or Marilyn Monroe. Um, but I ran out of Marilyn Monroe quotes. <laughs> so now we are using the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, <laughs> for no Fuck reason you know. other than Trudeau just happens to rhyme with Zoe. So, <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> you, no, you've picked it so it rhymes with Monroe. Because we could have Zoe, Saldana, anything. It could have been yeah. Saldana or... Um... Mansana. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I don't know. Santana. It, you could have done Saldana or quotes from Santana from Glee. That's what I'll do next week. That'll be the final one. Yeah. But for this week, it's just Intruder. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. So <laughs> it might be they're they're getting a bit sketchy, but I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll get it because you've already won. This is just for yeah. fun at this point. This um, is just for honour. So, quote number one. I get along very well with animals and children. I dig them, I get them. Zoe. Yeah, it was Zoe. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think he'd be saying dig. <laughs> <laughs> quote number two. You know what? Nickelback's all right. Justin Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> I would love to know the context for that. Um, and finally, I have no regrets. Justin Trudeau. It was Justin Trudeau. Three out of three, you smashed it. God, no one knows the Canadian Prime Minister quite like Tom. <laughs> no, we, I, me and him, we're like that. That's uh, me on top. I just like that he publicly outed himself as a Nickelback fan, to be honest. We all just want to be a big rock star. <laughs> Living hilltop houses, driving 15 cars. Yeah. At the same time. The girls time. come easy and the drugs come cheap. They the chum easy. <laughs> oh, no, we've come full circle. Uh, 
chum on my face and lower back. (laughs) Right. Um, That's the end, isn't it? Is that the end? Yeah, that's the end. So I'll tell you what we're watching next week. I mean, I haven't even looked at my list, but I can tell you that Endgame's definitely one of them. Yeah, it must be. Because next week, next week's the last episode. OMG! Oh my God! Uh, Oh my God, I can't believe it. I've never been this far away from home. Uh, so yeah, we've got Avengers Endgame. Cool. A story takes flight, which cool. is another uh, short film majig. And oh, God. Vampires versus the Bronx. That sounds good. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Where is the Bronx? Mm. Is it in New York? It's in New York. <laughs> because that that's the final film. <laughs> This just feels I'm right, not saying it? that it's a theme, but it's a fucking theme, man. Like, Th- come on. This feels right to me that that should for, be the for case. For me to have picked up on it in the beginning, like literally, I think week one, I was like, week these one, are all you in were New like, York. Yeah, it's a lot. Wow. It's funny wow. how these things happen, isn't it? Wow. It's a bit, a bit, a bit emotional, that is. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe it. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, no. I haven't done... I was going to say we'll see you next week. I haven't done any of the usual shit that I say. Yeah, bye. Um, Yeah, if you've enjoyed this episode, then please give us a rating and a like or whatever on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) My head's gone. I was just so excited about the New York thing. Um, Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your loved ones. Um, Mm -hmm. If you want to email us about anything, what's your favourite Avengers film? Do you like Infinity War? (laughs) My head's fucking gone. What's your favourite Avengers film of two? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's four. There's four Avengers oh, yeah. films. Oh, yeah. So I only think about Infinity War and Endgame because they were like, they were the blueprint. Yeah. Uh, what is interesting it? The Aven- inter- so it's the Avengers and then... Well, it's it's Marvel's Avengers in America and other territories. In the UK, it's Marvel's Avengers Assemble. Oh. Um, They changed it because, you know, we had the... The Avengers in uh, like that that sixties TV sh- series series. Oh yeah, um, that they amazing thought, they show. They thought that we would still be hung up on that, so we'd get confused if it was called the Avengers. <laughs> and then the second one's Age of Ultron, which amazingly. Um, oh yeah, forgot about that. One of, the, one of the facts that I had was that had a higher budget than Infinity War. That doesn't um, sit right. <laughs> and is that that's an fucked. infinitely lesser film, if you ask me. Oh. And then, yeah, Infinity War and Endgame. Um, yeah, damn. So, yeah, which so if you want to email favorite? us and contact us, how can they do that, Emma? <laughs> you can send us an email um, on a rollpod at gmail.com and let us know. You could tweet us or Instagram us at on a rollpod. You could go to our website, on a rollpod.com. And yeah, chat to us. Let us know. Make us feel loved. We're so lonely. Please, please send us a message. <laughs> Um, and we will see you next week because that really is everything that we've said now. Yeah. Um, see you next time. See you next time, motherfuckers. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.